can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and the Celtics fall to the Indiana Pacers, 128-107. Gonna follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through play of the game, run through some of the highs and some of the lows, and to get things started here, I want to give player of the game to Peyton Pritchard, again, back-to-back games here. Uh, This is a guy that came in after a hot game just yesterday uh, and just absolutely tore it up again. Uh, The only problem with today is that he didn't play more. Uh, He ended the game 17 points, I believe only eight minutes uh, through the first three quarters. So he played basically the entire fourth quarter, but played really well. Ended the night 14 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, and was the only person on this team that shot well from 3. He was 4 of 8 from 3. The only other guy that shot 50% or more was Daniel Tice at 1 of 2. So realistically, he was the only guy on this team that went out and shot well from deep. Uh, So good for him for continuing to carve out a role for himself. Uh, Hopefully get some more rotation minutes. Thought defensively he played fairly well today too. Uh, This is is an underrated thing for him. Like for someone that is as small as he is, he's a stocky guy and is hard to move. So I give him a lot of credit. I think he is a lot better defensively than a lot of people give him credit for. Uh, Not that he is going to be like a stud defender by any means, but he's certainly not someone that's going to cost you the game like we've had in the past with like an Isaiah Thomas-like defender. Uh, With that being said, I want to transition to some of the other guys. Peyton Pritchard, I thought played great today. There were a couple other decent performances, uh, and then there were also other performances that were pretty terrible. Uh, And I'll talk about all of that. But the whole game today was won and lost by the three-point shot. Uh, And just to put this into perspective, Indiana Pacers shot 17 of 33 from three. The Celtics shot 12 of 43. So we took 10 more three-point shots and made five less. 51.5%. It's a season high for Indiana shooting from beyond the arc. Like They're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the NBA, shooting 33.5%. It's 25th in the NBA, entering today. So to say this is is a fluke is one thing, which is probably pretty accurate, right? This isn't a team that's going to light you up. However... There are teams that can, right? Al Horford tonight did not play because you know we're on the back we're on the back end of a back to back. We played yesterday at noon. Eme wanted to give him some rest, so we need guys to step up. Uh, with that being said, I think Robert Williams, not that he's you know stepping in for Al Horford, 
But from the big man position, I thought Robert Williams did step up in the absence of Al Horford tonight. I thought he played pretty well. You know, he didn't shoot his typical 70% from the field. Uh, It was only 5 of 10. So again, 50%. Uh, But 10 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, 4 blocks. Robert Williams blocked a shot with his forearm that led to a Jason Tatum transition bucket. And one transition bucket. Uh, So this is a solid game for him. But overall, we didn't get a lot... We didn't get a lot of it. We didn't get enough from the other guys. And that's the reason that we lost tonight. You know, outside, you look at you look at Marcus Smart. I thought he did a great job facilitating. Jalen Brown, I thought, played pretty well. And the only reason I'm not putting him in is, like, the player of the game. Because defensively, I actually thought he got taken advantage of a lot tonight. And very rarely am I sitting here saying, you know, that about Jalen Brown. But tonight, guys were flying past him. And I'll talk about that in the next segment. But I do want to talk about some of the good that he did today. Because overall, I think he played a fairly great game, actually. But just defensively, really hurt at times. So Jalen Brown, 23 points, 4 rebounds, 8 assists, and a steal. So, solid, solid game from a stat sheet perspective. 10 of 16 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3. Didn't hit his free throws, was only 1 of 4, so that part's negative. But offensively, he played a pretty good game. Like, the fact that he had 8 assists is pretty awesome. How many times have we called for this? You know, and obviously he went on a stretch where he had like two games in a row with six plus assists. And then yesterday didn't really move the ball much. But tonight, eight assists, team leader on the assist front. Uh, So I thought he played a really solid game offensively. The only reason he didn't get player of the game, though, is because defensively he really struggled. Like really struggled. Uh And honestly, with that, I'm going to switch over to some of the negatives because there really aren't many great performances outside of that. With that being said, going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. We'll dive into some of the negatives here. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. 
Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Red Line. That's 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Green's Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, you guys know that I hate diving into negatives this early in a podcast, but I have to do it. Uh, This was a game decided by threes, right? This is one of those shootout-type wins. What have the Celtics held their hat on all season long? Defense. They are a strong defensive team. Steve Nash taught, like said that they're the best defensive team in the NBA this season. Several people have said that this is one of the best Celtics defenses or one of the best defenses that we've seen in the NBA back since like 2004 Detroit Pistons. Like that's saying something. With that being said, giving up 128 points to the Pacers is not doing your job, right? Bring it back to like a Bill Belichick type thing. Do your job. Their job is to play defense first, let that translate into offense. And tonight, that didn't happen. How did it, like, where did everything go wrong, right? A lot of today comes down to the fact that, and I talked about Jalen Brown a little bit, like he was getting beat off the dribble. When guys get beat off the dribble, our defense tends to collapse a little bit, right? And that's going to happen naturally, right? But they were collapsing and leaving guys open. They weren't rotating as well tonight. And it led to guys getting wide open for Indiana. And it led a team that's shooting low 30s from three to shoot over 50% from deep because their looks were significantly better than the than what they're used to on the season. And that's an issue, right? Like I'm not going to say that this is this is who the Celtics are because I really don't think that. After going, you know, 18 of 23, having the best record in February that they've had in years, like this is a this is still a solid Celtics team. But they need to get back to those roots. They need to focus on defense. Let that translate. Like you can tell today was the back end of a back-to-back. Like they're coming out. Obviously no Al Horford tonight, which I talked about. You're trying to get guys that played big minutes 
to play big minutes again. And it started off from the stretch bad. Jason Tatum in the first like three minutes had two fouls, was taken out of the game, right? And it just didn't really get better. It's not necessarily a foul thing, but guys got in. Tatum wasn't in rhythm. He continued to not be in rhythm. Shot 7 of 22 today. Guys weren't taking the shots that they're used to taking. Grant Williams passed up a couple of wide open shots to pass it over to Marcus Smart. That's never a good move. Marcus Smart is actually shot significantly better from three in you know this calendar year. John Corrales tweeted it earlier. Like so, uh, leading into today's game, Marcus Smart was shooting forty percent from threes in 2022 so this calendar year uh and that is huge right that's not who he is though right and tonight you saw that one of seven from three the big issue for me though you have grant williams who's a 45 percent three-point shooter over 50 percent from the corners and he passed up a couple of those today didn't even look like he wanted to shoot And I don't know if it's because he stepped into the starting role for Al or what, but he took two shots in 34 minutes. I think defensively, he played great. I thought he was probably one of the best defenders on the team today. Like, obviously, you've got Marcus and Time Lord that played excellent on that end of the ball, but Grant was right there with them. Like, this is a really good defensive game from Grant. However... He needs to stick with what he's really good at. And if he has wide open shots from deep, take them. Take them. Because he's hitting it at a higher clip than everyone else. So that's that's one knock. Jason Tatum tonight was an absolute nightmare offensively. You know, 7 of 22 from the field, 2 of 12 from 3. 2 of 12. This is a game where he got downhill a decent amount. He went to the line. was 8 of 8 from the line. So that part's great, right? But outside of that, his offensive game today included so many step backs. So many step backs, right? So on the, on the shot chart, he was 2 of 12 from 3, 7 of 22 overall. That means he was 5 of 10 from the field. Outside of threes. Guess what? It works when you drive. But he took so many step back threes. And what does that do? It it stops the ball. It's an absolute ball stopper move. You're not getting guys involved. And that's one of the reasons that he only had three assists. Like he tried to do it all himself. And it wasn't working. Like it just was not working tonight for him. And that... It sucks. It sucks. You know, we had a a couple other guys get in, get minutes. Derek White got in tonight. Wasn't really a factor. Uh, Had 11 points. That part's not bad. Defensively, I thought he played really well. Three blocks on the defensive end as well as a steal. Uh, Was hitting switches for the most part. But offensively, like the rest of the team, nothing was working. 4 of 10 from the field, 1 of 5 from deep. You know, this Celtics team, 28%, 27.9% from three. It is very hard 
to win basketball games when you're doing this, right? Like the Celtics should not be involved in a shootout with anybody. Like you need to, at a point, hunker down, get back to your roots. I I know I've said this a bunch of times today. Like you need, you need to continue to push defense. And tonight it didn't really seem like that was the case. Too many guys getting easy shots and it's tough. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna win games like that. This game looked like a game that would have been played back in the beginning of the season, where the Celtics were first learning this switch heavy or switch everything defense. Not even switch mostly, like it's almost every single possession. They're switching. So that needs to get back to what it what it has been, frankly, for the last two months. It's what it needs to get back to. Uh, with that being said, I'm gonna wrap things up as far as today's game. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dwell on all this because it is just one game. Uh, but the Celtics standings watch is tight. Like it's tight right now. You've got five games behind Miami, four games behind Chicago. Uh, two and a half games, Philly, one and a half Cleveland, one game behind Milwaukee. So this is basically what's going to happen, right? We've got 19 games left. The one or the two seed, probably out of the realm of possibility, right? Making up four or five games over a 19 game stretch, probably not realistic, right? But that three seed that three to five seed being only two and a half games back of the three seed is very possible over that stretch. But it's also very possible that the Celtics fall a little bit lower, right? Seven and eight, you've got Toronto and Brooklyn, three games up on Brooklyn at the eighth seed. Uh, the ninth seed is, is Charlotte, five games down. So it's, again, like I said before, five games to make up over a 19-game stretch, probably unrealistic. So right now, the Celtics can fluctuate between the three seed and the eight seed, depending on what everyone else does. This is a critical stretch of basketball for the Celtics team because their schedule gets a lot harder real quick. We've got Atlanta on Tuesday. Uh, followed up by Memphis on Thursday, uh, and then Sunday against the Nets, which, again, you don't really know which version of the Nets you're going to get. Kevin Durant's still out. Uh, It's going to be at Boston, which means Kyrie will be playing, so at least you know that will be a little bit harder. You don't know about Ben Simmons. You don't know about Joe Harris. You don't really know the Brooklyn team that you're going to get. But there's a big stretch of games here where it's hard. It's going to be a hard, hard stretch of basketball for the Celtics team. This week is going to be the week where we really see what team we are. Uh, with that being said, going to wrap wrap it up there. Uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. And if you haven't done so already, make sure to rate, review the podcast. Five-star, written review. Uh, Continue to follow the journey here. I'll have another, another podcast dropping in that Atlanta game. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. 
can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic.